We begin the Gemara today at the bottom of Daf Mem Zayin Amid Beis, towards the bottom, about 15-20 lines up from the bottom of the Amud, where it says, Neme Ketanoi. The first word on the line is Kanoi. So the Gemara is continuing the discussion regarding Amikadosh B'milve. Rav said the halacha, if you Amikadosh a woman with a loan, with money that you lent her, and now you tell her, I'm being Meichel that Chayv, you can keep the money I lent you, and with that, you should be Mukadeshes. So Rav says the Kedushan does not take effect. You're not actually giving her anything now. The money you gave her is hers to spend. So there's no Kiddush in here. This Gemara says, Shall we say that this halacha is a machloikis tanoim here in this b'raise? The person says to a woman, You should be mukadeshes to me with this shtar choiv, a shtar of a loan. Or he had a loan that others owed him. This man had, someone owed this man money. And Vihirsha Aleyim, and he gives her over the rights to collect that money from that other person that owes him money. Rav Meir says that she will be Mukadeshes through this. And Chachamim says, no, she's not Mukadeshes. Okay, so the Gemara now starts, wants to understand what's the first case this Braises said? Shtar Chayv. Hai Shtar Chayv Hechidami. When the first, the first case of Bryce says he was Makadashir with a Shtar Chayv, what is that talking about? Does this mean that he gave her a document of a loan that others owe him? This man money. That's the exact same thing as the second case it said, that there were others that owe this man money, and he's Makadashir here with the rights to collect that loan. What's the difference? Don't you think that the Pshad is as follows? Shtar Chayv Didah. That the first case in the Braisa, when it says Shtar Chayiv, this is money that she owes him. It's a Shtar Chayiv that, ha- that he has, that he owes her. And the argument between Rab Meir and the Chachamim is whether he can Mekadosh her with that loan, and this this point that Rav said, whether this Kedushan takes effect with this loan that he lent her. So we have here a Machlekes Tanoim about it. So the Gemara answers, no, that's not the Pshat. Shtar Chayiv da'acherim. Really, even when it says here, Shtar Chayiv, it's not talking about the Shtar Chayiv that he has from money that she owes him. Rather, it's a Shtar Chayiv that others owe him. And that's different than a, than a Chayiv that she owes him. Here, Taisus explains, Taisus asks, Sof, Sof, you, can't you ask the question, if you can't be Mekadashur with money that she owes him, because he's, he's not giving her anything right now, so if he's being Mekadashur with a Chayiv that others owe him, this man, he's not giving her anything right now either. So Taisa says, no, that's not true. Because the reason why a Mekadosh B'milva is not Mekadoshes is because there's no Dover Chodosh. There's nothing new that she's getting right now. That's by a loan. By a loan, she had the money to spend already in her possession. The fact that it's being Meichel, it is not considered to be a Dover Chodosh. When he gives her though, when he says, I'm being Mekadosh Yudosh which is a loan that others owe this man, and now she gets the right to collect that, that's a Dover Chodosh, that's completely new, that she never had a connection to it, and that's a Kedoshim. That's the point of the Gemara's answer. That's Taisus's pshat here. <coughs> so now the question was, why does the Brais have to repeat itself? The argument between Rab Meir and the Chachamim is regarding a loan that someone else lent this man, and he wants to be Mekadashur with it, and there is this Machleikis regarding this loan when it's a milva in a shtar, in a document, and there is this machlekes when it's a milval pet, when it's a loan which is without a document. Come again, as Gemara will spell out of here and explain how the machlekes applies when there is a start to this loan, and how, what this machlekes is when there's no start to this loan. There's actually going to be a number of pshatim in the Gemara. I think about three or maybe four pshatim in the Gemara regarding the milva b'shtar. What exactly the machlekes here is? 
Mar explains, Bishtar, when this is a loan in a star, and he wants to be Makadashar now with this loan that someone else owes him money with the star, what's the argument? Says the Gemara, the first shot, the plukte, the Rebbe, the Rabbanan Kamifligi. The argument is the same argument between Rebbe and the Rabbanan, which argue how do you sell such a document? If you have a document of a loan and you want to sell it to someone else, what's a proper Kenyan for this? The Tanya, we learned Nabrai says as follows. Isis Niknois Bemisire Divre Rabbi. Rabbi says you have Isis, you have letters, words that are written in a star that somebody owes you money, and you want to sell this star to someone else. How do you sell it? Bemisire. You just give it over to the other person. You don't have to make any additional Kenyan. Just by giving over this very document itself, that is the Kenyan. You don't have to write another star on this that I'm selling you here, this star that has in it this loan that uh, someone owes me money. You just give over this document itself, that is the Kenyan, because now the, the buyer receives this star that has in it all the information that says that he cannot collect this loan. Divrei Rabbi, that's what Rabbi says, just to Messiah alone. The Chacham say, no, Ben Shekosav, whether he wrote a star to the buyer that I'm selling you this star, that uh, the star of a loan, but he never gave over the actual star of the loan to the buyer. Or on the other hand, whether he gave over this document of the loan to the buyer, but he didn't write another star as a Kenyan that he's selling it. He's not going to be the buyer, is not kind of the star. You must give over this star of the loan itself and also additionally write a star, another star, for the sale to take effect. Okay, so now the, what the Gemara is saying is that over here, that's the Machlaikis. Here, he gave her this Shtar Chayiv, and that's it. Mesira. He gave her over this Shtar of this loan, and he didn't additionally write another Shtar that he's selling it to her. Samar Islay the Rebbe. Rab Meir agrees to what Rebbe says, and therefore he says that she acquired this Shtar, and she's Mekadashis with it. Omar Leslay the Rebbe. And the Chachamim disagree with Rebbe. The Chachamim say you must additionally write another Shtar that it should take effect, and she never acquired it. So she's not Mukadashas. That's one shot. Vibai Seime, another shot regarding this Shtar uh, Chayv, and this all relates specifically to a Shtar. Was this an effective Kenyan when he gave her over the Shtar for the Kedushin? The Kulalme, Leslu de Rebbe. We can really say that everybody disagrees with Rebbe. Everybody holds it's, it's not enough to just give over the Shtar itself of the loan. You have to additionally write another Shtar that you're selling it and you're giving it over to this person. Now the argument over here is whether there's another condition, which is what Rav Papa said. Rav Papa said, When you sell a document of a loan to your friend, and you have to write another star for this, you have to write another star of a sale that you're selling it, you have to write into that star very clearly, I'm selling you here this document, but it's not just a physical paper and the words in it, but it's for Chol Shibude. You have to spell out clearly that the Shibud, the paper is not just a paper, it's the fact that now you have the rights and there's a Shibud, there's a lien that you can go and collect from the properties of this loyve, that you're, you, that, that's what you're selling. You have to spell that out. So Mar is later of Pope. The Chachamim hold like Rav Pope, and therefore here the case is, the, the man was Mekadosh Yisrael with the star, and he gave her the star. He even wrote another star of a sale for it, but he didn't write though, those words that Rav Pope said, V'chol Shibude. So therefore, if, if you hold like Rav Pope, the sale didn't take effect. So there's no Kiddushin. Omar, lesser than Rav Pope. Rav Meir doesn't hold like Rav Pope, and therefore even without writing that, the sale takes effect, and she could be Mekadosh's. Another pshat, a third pshat, the Gemara says, V'bayi Seymi Tukulah Meslo de Rav Pope. 
Everybody agrees to what Rav Papa says. You have to spell out clearly that you're selling it and you're selling the shibud of this shtar. But here there's another detail. The argument of Rav Meir and the Chachamim is regarding what Shmuel said. Shmuel said, If you sell a document of a loan to your friend, and then the seller, which is the original lender, was Michael. He forgave this loan. So now the buyer got this loan and it, he has nothing in his hands. He can't collect anything because the original lender was Michael, the whole entire Chayv. Michael. Even after he sold it, he can be Michael this and the Lekeich will have nothing in his hands. And the Fili Yerish Michael. Not only the original lender himself could be Michael, but even his son, if he passed away, and his son, a Yerish, was Michael this after the Yerish sold it to someone else, it's going to be Michael. He can be Michael this. He, gave, he, gave a, a he sold it, he sold the ownership of it, but even after you sell it, because you're the original lender, you still have the ability to be Michael this Shtar this whole loan. Hmm. So now, so says the Gemara, that's the Machlaikis here. The Mar Islay the Shmuel. So the Chachamim agreed to what Shmuel said. So therefore, when the woman gets this Shtar Chayv, she's not uh, relying on this as a Kedushim because she knows this man could be Michael this money that there isn't this to collect anytime. And Rav Meir does not agree to Shmuel. Rav Meir says that once he sold this loan, this document, so you can't be Michael. You sold it already. It's out of your possession to be Michael. And therefore she will be Mekadeshes by getting this loan, this document. Fourth way the Gemara explains this, Machlaikis, this is the final way to explain this part of the Braise regarding the Shtar Chayiv. Or we could say the Kula al Meslu the Shmuel. Everybody agrees to what Shmuel said that I, even after the lender sells this Shtar Chayiv, he could be Michael the Chayiv. Over here, the argument is specifically regarding a woman, regarding now this woman that he was Makadish, she becomes his wife. This woman relies on this that he will not, the husband now, will not be Michael this Because she says to herself, Why should he leave go from this loan that I could collect? I'll be Michael to someone else. I'm his wife now. If I collect this loan, where is this money going to? It's going to the husband. Why would he be Michael this loan for another person? So she's not concerned that he might be Michael it, so therefore she's Saimich on this Kiddush and she's Mekadashas. But Amar Savar, however, Chachamim say that even in this case, the very fact that the husband has the ability to be Michael, sorry, a woman does not rely on this and she thinks it's still possible my husband might be Michael the Chayv for this individual. There's a certain business deal that he'll feel he has to be Michael the Chayv. He might be Michael and she'll end up with nothing. And therefore, there's no Kiddush in there. This is all an explanation of the first case of the Braise regarding a Milva Bishtar, the Machlaikis of Rav Meir and the Chacham if she's Mekadesh or Sanat. Now, the next case of the Braise was also a loan that someone owes this man money, but it's Bemilval Peh. And when over here, this is without any document. And here he's being Mekadesher by giving her the rights to collect this loan. What's the argument over here in this case, whether she would be Mekadeshes with this or not? Says the Gemara, this is another point. This is an argument regarding what Ravuna Amarav said. And we learned this in the Gemara and Gitin. If a person owes someone money, and he says, So he says to the borrower, instead of paying me, pay it to someone else. Basically, he's giving over the rights of the loan that someone else should be able to collect it. Now, if the person is saying this in the presence of three people, 
by declaring this in the presence of three people telling the borrower, the Malva, the, 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 the lender tells the borrower in the presence of the three people, give over this loan, you pay it to someone else, that other person acquires now the rights to collect this loan from the borrower. That's how Allah of Maimit Shloshtan Ashir says, this is the Gemara in Gittin that says that this Allah of Maimit Shloshtan is a Chiddush, Chachamim instituted, it's without any Kenyan, and it's like a Hilch Sibaloi time, but there's nothing really to hold on to to explain how this takes effect. Chachamim instituted that it takes effect. The reason Chachamim did this is because in business deals and transactions, sometimes Chachamim wanted that a Kenyan should take effect without any actual Kenyan, just to make things easier for situations to be arranged with loans and money transfers and so on. So now, that was the halacha that, that Rav said. But now, what's the machloikis here between the Chachamim and Rav Meir about this? The price was speaking about such a case regarding a loan. Now, Mar Sovar. So here, the Chachamim hold, Ki Rav, when Rav said that this concept works, that if you declare this in front of three people so it gets transferred to someone else, Hanamili bi that was only said regarding a pekodin, not regarding a loan. A pekodin is an actual object that's here being kept in this person's possession. Mm. Sadashi so says, since that's something which is here, we know what the object is. So for this, so there's a smichas das. You know that it's here and this is what you're getting. So when you declare this in front of three people, so it takes effect, even without a kenyan. So therefore over here, this is what I, so over here we're talking about by this... Uh, when he was Makadashir with this Milva Alpeh, it means he declared this to her in front of three people. But according to the Chachamim, that only works for a Pekadin. But since over here it's a loan, Avul Milva regarding a loan, declaring this does not take effect because the money of a loan is not present here, It's money that was spent. So over here, this Takanas Chachamim does not work. So she's not Makadashis. However, makes no difference if it's a loan or it's a pikadin. This takana of Rav or the Chachamim that Maimat Shloshtan, you declare in front of three, you're kind it, takes effect here as well, and she's kind of this loan, or she'll be Mukadesh. That's the explanation of this price. The only question is that the three people that were involved this. No, 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 no. Maimat Shloshtan has to be in front of three people. Uh, yeah, the Gemara, the Gemara didn't get them. Yeah, we learned this. Okay, let's go to the next price. So, the Gemara, name Ketanoi. Let's uh, say here we have another price, uh, which is a Machloikis Tanoi. This Machloikis of what Rav said, Hamakadish Bemilve. If she's Makadesh or not, here in this price it seems like it's a Machloikis Tanoi. The price says, he says to a woman, Iskachili Bishtar. She'd be Makadesh to me with this document. Now, it's not clear what kind of a document we're talking about. But the Gemara in a moment will try to say that we're talking about a document of a loan that she owed him money. That besides the content of what's written in the document, there's another point here. You have to evaluate the actual physical document itself. If it itself has the value of a pruta and he's giving her this document, she'll be with that value. Otherwise, she's not Mekadeshes. So the Gemara explains what kind of a star are we talking about? What's the argument here? Are we talking about a star that a man has in his possession that someone else owes him money? So you can't say that pshat here because here this is Rab Meir that's speaking here. In the beginning, Rab Meir says, If so, it would be a contradiction from what Rab Meir says here. And the Brahis we just learned that by Ishtar Chayv of Achayim, Rav Meir says she is Mukadeshes. So it's not talking about such a kind of a document. 
We must be talking about the star from her that she owes this man money. And they're arguing whether there's Kiddushin with a loan that she owes him money or not. The, the, the point that Rav said is right here. Machlaik is Tanoim. So the answer is no. What are we speaking about over here? Kogoin. He was Mekadashur with a star, and there's no Edom that signed this document. So here, what's the question? The argument over here is, and this is an argument that we learned many, many times in Mesech Gitin, and Rav Meir is following his reasoning, his opinion, and that is, Rav Meir says, that a document only has validity if there's signatures in it. And since there are no signatures in this document, so therefore there's no there's no kiddushin. So the point the Gemara is saying now is we're not talking about a star of a loan, any kind of loan. We're talking about a star kiddushin, as we learned in the beginning of the Mesech. one of the ways of the Mekadosh he shows with a star, he writes in the star, but there's no Aiden that signed it. So according to Rav Meir, there's no signatures. So the, the signatures make the validity of the star. However, Rabbi Lazar follows his reasoning regarding a get, and the same by Ashtar Kiddushin, the Omar, he says, As long as there's Edom that are there when the man gives the star to the woman, that are the, those are the Edom that, that give the validity to the document, and therefore she is Mekadashas. Now what are the Rabbanon saying here? The Chachamim, Rabbanon Misapkalo. Rabbanon have a doubt about this. Iker Rab Meir, Iker Rab Lazar. Whether Rab Meir is right, you need the Edom in the star, or the Edom Misira is good enough. So Hilkov, therefore, Chachamim say is rather shominous on a yar, since regarding the question of the validity of the document itself, there's a doubt, so we can evaluate the actual value of the paper itself. Im yesh poishov a pruta, if it has a value of a pruta, then mukadeshes, shall be mukadeshes. And here in Argamot it says, in lav, if it doesn't have a value, ena mukadeshes, she will not be mukadeshes. But Rashi says to take out these few words, vim lav ena mukadeshes, because the Gemara just said that according to the Rabbanon, it's a suffix. If it doesn't have the value of a document, of, of a pruta, that is, so then you can't say she's not Mukadesha, so it'll be a suffix if she's Mukadesha or not. Kapanam Sulamachloikasavir has nothing to do with the halacha of Rav regarding the Kaddish bin Mulva. Another Pshatakimara says, Vibay Seme, what the Machloikis here regarding this star is. Kagain, Shakasvai, Shaloilishma. Again, we're talking about a star Kiddushin. But the star Kiddushin was written not for the sake of this woman, it wasn't written Lishma. And the argument here in this Braise, they're arguing about what Rishlokish said. The boy Rishlokish, Rishlokish asked the Shaila, and we had this earlier in the Masech, the Shtar Edison Shikosvishma. When you write a Shtar of Edison, which is a Shtar of Kedushin. And it was written not Lishma, not for the sake of Kedushin, or not for the sake of this woman. Maho, what's the Allahe? Havaya liitsiya makshinon. Do I compare Havaya, which is the marriage, Kiddushin, to Yitzia, to a Gedishin, to the divorce? And therefore I say, Ma Yitzia bin Lishma. Just like when you write a star for a get, so it has to be Lishma, as the Torah says, because of law. Af Havaya nami bin Lishma. So too, by a star written for marriage, also has to be written Lishma. Or maybe I say, no, Havaya is Lahadadi Makshinan. I compare the different ways of marriage to each other. And therefore, what I say is as follows: Ma havaya the kesef lebiin l'shma. Just like when you mint the coins for, that are being used for the marriage, it's not being minted l'shma. Af havaya the star, so too the writing of the star lebiin l'shma does not have to be written l'shma. That was a shaila that Shlokish asked. 
after he, he, he asked the Shaila, Rishlokish himself resolved and answered, that the Taita says we compare when she leaves to when she gets married. We compare the two, and just like the star of a get has to be Lishma, the star of a Kiddushin also has to be Lishma. So that's the Machlaikis now here in the Brahis between Rab Meir and Rabbi Lazar. Mar Rab Meir holds like Rishlokish, and therefore, if it wasn't written Lishma, there's no Kiddushin. <laughs> and Rabbi Lazar doesn't hold like Rabbi Lazar. And therefore, even if it wasn't written Lishma, she could still be Mekadeshas. It's the second shot. The Gemara brings a third shot, what the star of this Brais is speaking about. We could say, the Kulameh, everybody agrees to what Ishlokish says, that a star Kiddushin must be written Lishma. But over here, what are we speaking about? There's another argument about what's required when you write a star for Kiddushin. He wrote it for the sake of the Kiddushin, for the sake of this woman. But he wrote it without her consent. And we plucked it. And the argument here is the argument of these Amiraim, which we also learned earlier in the Masechta. The Itmer, as we learned earlier, what do they argue about? The document of the Kiddushin was written for the sake of Kiddushin, but not with her consent at all. Rabbi and Ravina say she will be Mekadeshes. And Ashi here brings, the reason is, explained earlier in the Masechta, because we compare to a get. By a get, you don't need the consent of the woman to write a get. It's only the man that has to be the one to give the permission and the go-ahead to write a get. She has no opinion, Bechlal, in whether she, she in, in the, in the, in the Gaitish. So just like by a get, you don't need her consent. By the Kedushan as well, you write the star, it works. However, if it wasn't written with her consent, she will not be Mekadeshes. And they also actually compare to a get. And they say by the get, you don't need the das of the woman, but you need the das of the husband. And in the case of a get, the husband is the makna. He's selling her back to herself. And therefore, by a Kedushin, where she's selling herself to her husband, you need the Das of the woman, similar to a Get, where you need the Das of the husband. It's always the Das of the Makne, the one that's selling themselves, giving themselves over. Okay, so therefore, that Machlaikis is the Machlaikis here in the Braise, between Rab Meir and Rabbi Lazar, regarding this Get that was written Lashma and Shalemi Daita. The Gemara continues, one, case, one more case, I think this is the last uh, Braise that it brings here to suggest that Neme Kahani Tanoi. Let us say that the Machloik is, sorry, the Halacha of Rav, whether you can be Makadish with a loan, that he lent this woman money before, let us say that it's the Machloik of the following Tanoi here in this Braise. The Tanya, the Braise says, Asei li shirim nizomim v'tabois, a woman takes gold or silver and she gives it to a man and she tells him here, you're a craftsman, Take this material and make for me a nice bracelet or a ring, a nose ring or a regular ring. Make for me jewelry. And for this work that you're doing for me, I would owe you money for this work. So, I'll be Mekadeshes to you and you'll be Meichel me, that money that I would owe you for this. And that, that will be the money for the Kiddushin. So, as soon as this man made this jewelry for her, Mokadeshes. She's right away Mokadeshes. That's what Abmeir says. The Chachamim say, She will not be Mokadeshes until the monies reaches her hands. 
So the Gemara will now explain what this means. What are they arguing about? What exactly has to reach your hands? Hi, Mamin Hechidami. When it says over here that there's an argument whether she's in Kadeshas before the money reaches her hands or only when the money reaches her hands, which money are we talking about? If you're going to say, the money over here that we're speaking about is over here. This actual materials, this gold or silver that he gave her to make the jewelry. And Rabbi Meir is saying that she'll be Mekadeshis as soon as the man made this jewelry for her. Before he even gave her back the jewelry. And the Chachamim is saying that she's only Mekadeshis when she receives the jewelry from him. Does that mean that a mayor holds a That even if she didn't receive back this jewelry from him, that she'll be Mukadeshis as soon as this man prepared this jewelry? How could she be Mukadeshis? How is she going to be Mukadeshis to him? He gave her nothing. She gave him materials to make jewelry. He made the jewelry, but it's still in his possession. What did yeah. she get from him? How would she be Mukadeshis according to Rav Meir? Elolav says the Gemara, don't you think, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about other monies. What are we talking about over here? We're talking about the monies that she has to pay for the labor, for the work that he did to make this jewelry. Right? And the Machlaikis over here is, of course he gave her back this uh, jewelry. This is her materials. He gave it back to her after he finished the job. Mm-hmm. But now she would have to pay him for this whole job that he did. And he's being meichel her that money that she owes him. And it's that money, that this mom in Acher, that's what they're arguing about, whether she can be Mekadeshis with this other money. Shmami no, says the Gemara, that if so, from here, we can infer and understand, that they're arguing about this point, whether a man can be Mekadesh a woman with a loan, with money that she owes him. Now the Gemara explains, this is not a typical loan. The fact that she owes him this money for the job that he did, and that now there's a machlaikis here, whether the man could be Mekadashah by being Michael that money, it's not exactly a typical loan. This was really a job that this man did for her, and she owes him money for this job. So therefore the Gemara clarifies another point. The Savri, now at this point, in this question, we hold, and we'll explain as follows. The Kula Alma, everybody holds, Yeshno l'schidus mitchilo va'at saif. When you hire someone to do a job for you, and he's doing the job, and there's different stages in the job, different rights that starts a job, continues, another stage, another stage. You owe this person that's doing a job for you, every other step that he does, you owe him the money for that. Mm-hmm. The, 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 the money you owe, it's not only when the job is done at the end. Every stage that the person that's doing the job does, you owe the money right then. And you owe the money every stage going along, <laughs> all the way to the end. <laughs> If so, so if so, now it comes out that this is she really owes the money to him, not right now at the end when she gets this jewelry back into her possession. She already owes the money to him from the beginning. It all it, it combines as, as, as he goes along making this for her. So this is now a loan that she owed him. So my love, so if so, the argument here between a man and the Chachamim is in this, machla, this point regarding Mekadosh, a woman with a loan. The Marasava, Mekadosh, Mimilve, Mekadosh. So if Meir says, you Mekadosh with a loan, she is Mekadosh. Well, Marasava, the Chachamim say, you Mekadosh, Mimilve, ain't a Mekadosh. Because there's no, he said, there's no actual money she's getting now. It's all just the loan that she owed him from before, going along when he was preparing the jewelry for her. So the Gemara answer is loy. We don't have to explain the argument this way. The kula alma mekadesh b'milva ain't a mukadeshes. Everybody would agree mekadesh with a loan is not a kedushin. But vahacha here the argument between Rav Meir and the Chachamim is regarding this point itself. How do we define the money that you owe for labor, for work, for a job that someone does for you? 
The argument is about this point itself. When you owe the money, do you owe the money all along, the entire time? Every stage of the job, you owe the money or not? That's what the argument is about. Rabbi Meir says, I don't owe the money for the job all along at every stage. When the job is done, when the jewelry is, is here, and now the husband is giving the jewelry to the woman, it's at that very moment that the chayv begins, that he's sort of lending her the money, and it's at that very moment that he's being meichelet. Mm. It's not a loan that she owed already from before, and, and now he's just being meichel this chayv. Now is when the chayv is nishadish, when he gives it to her, and now he's being meichelet. So he's giving her something real right now. That, that's the pshat over here. <laughs> So it's not considered to be a milva. Exactly. The concept of a milva is money that I had already lent her from before to spend and it's hers. And I want to be Mikadashah with that money, which is her, her money. You can't be Mikadashah with her money. But here, he's giving her right now this jewelry and by giving it to her, that chayv is being this right now and, he, and right away, he's being meichalit. So therefore, that is a kedushin. However, the Chachamim say, that the money that's owed over here for this job, she owes it already from before. All along, when the job is being done, she owes the money for every stage. And therefore, since this is money that she owes from before, and now the husband is just being Michael, that money that she owes, that's a milva from before, and she will not be Mekadeshes. Now the Gemara is going to suggest another few pshatim over here for this b'raise. Or if you want, we could say the kulalma. Everybody agrees. Money that you owe for a job, it starts from the beginning, all along. Not just now, when he gives you the prepared jewelry. And additionally, everybody will agree to what Rav said. If you makadish with a loan, she's not makadeshes. So if so, what's the svar over here? Why would uh, Rav Meir say that if you makadish over here with this, she would be makadeshes? Over here, the argument is when a craftsman gets raw materials and he takes those raw materials and he's given a job to turn it into jewelry. So you just improved these materials and turned it into jewelry. What happens now over here? When you give it back to the person <laughs> that gave it to you, so how do you view this? Do you say that there's a concept called Uman Kaine Bishvach Keli? What Uman Kaine Bishvach Keli means, first of all, Rashi clarifies this concept only applies not by a person that's hired and is being paid by the time. Just a Schir a person that's hired for hours or days or weeks. We're talking about a person that's called a Kablan. He's hired for the job. And he takes this raw materials and he turns it into jewelry. Do you say that this craftsman now, the improvement that there is in this material, because he's the one that improved it, so that aspect of it, the new value that he now gave it by improving it, that belongs to the craftsman. The, the raw materials, the value of the raw materials belongs to the original owner. But the actual improvement is owned by the, by the uman, by the, by the craftsman that made this. And now, when the uman returns the jewelry to the, to the owner, and he's charging him for what he did, what is he really charging him for? He's not only charging him for the labor, but he's, what he's really charging for is the additional improvement, which doesn't belong to you, Bechlal. It didn't exist before. It belongs to the craftsman. And that's, so you're, you're giving this improvement to this man, and that's what you're charging for. That's the concept of Umun Kaine Bishvach Keli. So the Gemara explains. Marsava Rav Meir holds Umun Kaine Bishvach Keli. A craftsman has a Kenyan. He owns the improvement of this raw material. So therefore over here, when this man gives these, these raw materials that he now turned into jewelry and he's giving it now to the woman, he's actually being Makadash with something real that he owns and is giving her. 
True, the raw materials were always his, but hers that is, but the actual improvement belongs to him. And that's what he's giving her now. And he's giving it to her free of charge. That's the Kiddushan. But Chachamim say no, that yeah, she has to pay for the labor, and that work for the labor, it's that's already a loan from the beginning, but he's not giving her anything real. The materials, even after he improved it, it all belongs to her. He's not giving her anything that's not hers, he's just giving her back her materials that's now jewelry. So there's no kiddushin. Another pshat, a third pshat, the Gemara suggests, Everybody agrees that a craftsman does not have any kinyan in this improvement of this raw material. And also, everybody would agree, that the concept of owing for the labor of work for, of a craftsman starts from before, from the beginning, as he goes along in the work. So therefore, this is really a loan here. And everybody also agrees that when you're Mekadosh with a loan, there's no Kiddushan. So then what is the argument here between the Rav Meir and the Chachamim? Why would the Rav Meir say she's Mekadoshes? The case of here is, that he took the raw materials she gave him, and he added a jewel to it. So he did add something of his to her, to, and when he gave it to her, so he's giving her back something real, a naifach, a jewel. So if she's adding something real, what's the argument here about this? Shouldn't she for sure be Mekadoshes? Mm. Explains the Gemara, the Mar Savar, Milve, Uprute, Daite, Aprute. So Rab Meir says, when you're Mekadosh someone, and it's a combination of two things you're giving her, you're giving her a, a loan that you're being Michael, which is the labor of the work that he's being Michael. But you're also additionally giving her a jewel, which in this case is the value of the Prute that you're actually giving her. His main intention is to be Mekadosh with the Prute. So she'll be Mekadoshes with that additional jewel. The main thing over here that's significant to the man is the labor. That's much more valuable. And that, that's what he's being Meichel. That was what his intention was to be Mekadosh with. And therefore she will not be Mekadoshes. Because that's just a Milvah. You can't be Mekadosh with alone. Now, in this last pshat, the Gemara brings, we find that this is something that the Tanoim argued about in Abraise. The Tanya, we learned in Abraise. If a man tells a woman, I'm being Mekadish you for a certain job that I already had done for you, and you owe me the money for that job. So she's certainly not Mekadoshes, and this is the same like any loan that she owes him money. And it's something that he already did in the past, and she didn't pay up that, uh, what she owes him, so she's not Mekadoshes. But if he tells her, that with the pay, that you would have to pay me for a job that I'm going to do for you right now, then Mekadoshes, she will be Mekadoshes, and the reason is because the Tanakhama here holds that the, the money that she would owe for that job that he's going to do now, when does she owe that money? Basayf. At the end, when the job is done. So there's no loan here. At the point when the job is done, that's when the whole loan begins. And he's granting it to her right away. So there's no, so this, he's giving her something new right then. There's no loan, so she'll be Mokadeshes. Rav Nasan disagrees and he says, Even if he's telling her, that I'm going to do you a job right now. And I'm not going to charge you for this job. So she will, will not be Mekadoshes either because Rav Nasan holds like the Swara the Gemara said before, money that you owe for a job is not at the end. Not Pasayv, it's Mitchilavat Saif. She owes that money all along the job being done. So when the job is done, it turns out to be a loan already from the beginning of the process when the job was being done. Definitely, if the man tells the woman that I'm being the Kaddishi with money that you owe me from a job that was already previously done, so that's just a loan, money that she owed from before, she will not be Mekadeshis. 
Rabbi Yehuda Nasi Aimeh, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi says, Be'emes Amru, that in truth it was said, Be'em b'schasha sisi, be'em b'schasha esi mach, like Rabbi Nasi said, whether he told her, I'm being Mekadosh you for the money you owe me for a job that I already did, or a job that I will, will do, either way, ain't a Mekadosh. So in that, he agrees to Rabbi Nasi. But not Rabbi adds, but v'mhoisif la neifach mishalai Mekadosh. But if he got materials from her to, to make something out of this, like the case we had before regarding jewelry, and he added a jewel of his own, she will be Mukadeshes. So the Gemara says, The difference between the Tanakama and Abnasan, what, what's the explanation of their Machloikis? So that's clear. Schirus, they're arguing about how we define the payment for a job that's done. As the Gemara explained before, is the job, the payment for the job, only owed at the end? So it's not a loan, or is it owed throughout the process of the whole job? So it is a loan. That was the argument between Tanakam and Abnasan when he's telling you that you should be Mekadeshus to me with a job that I'm going to do right now. Bein Abnasan le Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. What is the difference between Abnasan and Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi? Because Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi added this point that if the man added a jewel, should be Mekadeshus. Rabbi Nasan apparently doesn't say that, so he doesn't hold to that. What are they arguing about? The difference is the point that we said before. Milva upruta. When a man is Mekadesh a woman with a loan, and including also a pruta. Marsava milva prute daitia milva. So Rab Nasan holds that that main focus over here that the man wants to be mekadesher with is the loan, and therefore the prute is insignificant. So she will not be mekadeshers. Marsava, but Rab Yudah Nasi is saying daitia prute. His mind is beikir on this jewel that he added, which is this new prute he added, and therefore she will be mekadeshers. Let's continue here with the next mishnah, another halacha here regarding a person that's mekadesher woman. And he tells her one thing and it turns out to be something else. Tells her I'm being Mekadashi with a cup of wine. It turns out to be honey or some kind of a liquid that's made with honey. Or the opposite, he says he's giving her honey and it turns out to be much better than honey, it's wine. Or he says, I'm being Mekadashi with a silver coin. It turns out to be gold. Or he tells her, it's gold and it turns out to be silver. Or a third case, he tells her, I'm, I'm being Mekadeshu on the condition that I'm rich. Venimtsani turns out to be poor. Or the opposite, Ani, he says, I'm, I'm poor, <laughs> but he actually turns out to be rich. Either way, she will not be Mekadeshu. So as you see here, the Chiddush of this Mishnah is that not only if the condition was not fulfilled, when it's something that he said more that he has or that he's giving, and he didn't give her that, but even if he said that he was poor, or he said he's going to give her less, and it turns out he gave her more. Still, if he said that he's being Mekadosher with this less, she will not be Mekadosher. But Rav Shemin says, If what he said to her was a mistake, was not true, but it was for the positive, that he's giving her more than he said he's going to give her, Mekadosher. She will be Mekadosher. We learned in Abraisa regarding what the Mishnah said. He tells her, being Mekadosher here with this cup. Tani One brayse it says boy What that means is he's being mekadesher with the cup itself and with its contents. And another brayse we learned boy He's being mekadesher just with the cup alone and not with its contents. And a third brayse we learned He's only being mekadesher with its contents and not with the cup itself. So what are these three brayses speaking about? So the Gemara explains, it's not a contradiction, it's different things that are inside this cup. When it comes to water, so water is not that important at all. 
So therefore, it's clear that he only meant to be Mekadashah with the cup itself, which is probably more valuable than the water. So that's the Braisa that it says he's being Mekadashah just with the cup. And ha Bechamra, the Braisa that says that he's being Mekadashah only with its contents is with wine. Because wine, the wine itself is what's Chashuv, and he's giving her to drink the wine, but the cup itself is not important. And ha Bitsirah, when he's telling her that he's being Mekadashah, and we say that he's being Mekadashah with both the cup and its contents, that's speaking about tzira. Rashi has two pshat, and one pshat is tzira, is fish brine, which is made to use for a long time, so it's made to be kept in this cup. So he's being mekadashah with the cup and to keep the fish brine in it. Or it refers to oil, yitzar, which is oil, and the oil is also kept for a while inside this cup, so he's being mekadashah with both together. Now the Gemara goes to Rab Shimon's opinion in the Mishnah. Rab Shimon said in the Mishnah that if he told her one thing, but then he ends up giving her even more than that. He ends up giving her gold instead of silver, or he's rich and not poor. So in such a case, she will be Mukadeshes. Frag the Gemara, could we really say that this is what Rab Shimon is saying literally? The last day that Rab Shimon, would Rab Shimon not agree to what we learned in another place? The Yayin, Venim Tzachaymitz. So this is regarding a sale, a person selling wine, and it turns out to be vinegar. Or Chaymitz, he says to the buyer, I'm selling you vinegar, and Venim Tzayin, it turns out to be wine. Shneim Yechaylam Lachsabem. The buyer, the seller, they can both retract from the sale because it's a Mistamekh Taz. It turns out it's not what he said he's selling. So what do we see from that Mishnah? Alma, I see Ike, the Nichale Bukhala. There's one individual that is actually more interested in vinegar. He needs vinegar for the ingredients of the food that he's cooking. And there's someone else that needs wine. You can't ever say regarding something that this is better than that. It's all uh, subjective. Every person needs something else. So doesn't Rab Shimon agree to this simple Svara? So Hanami here in our mission as well. One person wants silver, and does not want gold. She has something in a jewel, jewelry piece, which is missing some silver that she needs there. And it's sorry, that's, I just read that. That's the same line. So it's possible that she wants dafka the silver. How can we say if he gave her the gold that uh, she will not be she, that, that she will be Mukadesh because it's more valuable? She doesn't want the gold. So the Gemara here is going to give two interpretations to the Mishnah, and this is not the simple pshat. Rav Shimon could not have meant what he said in the simple t- sense. So I'm Rav Shimon Barashi, Ashkachte la Abaye. I found Abaye the Yosef that he was sitting with Kamazbele Lebrei. He was explaining his son the pshat on this Mishnah, and he said as follows: What is our Mishnah talking about? It's a person that actually is not speaking to a woman. He's not being the Kaddish the woman and saying this condition. In that case, for sure, what he told her is what he has to give her. But here, this is a man that's telling to his shliach, Halveni He's sending a shliach to be Mekadosh Yisha, and he has no money of his own. So he tells here, this shliach, can you lend me a silver coin and go be Mekadosh Yisha with this? V'halach, the shliach went, and he used a gold coin. So you know, he's lending this man that's sending him a gold coin, and he was Mekadosh Yisha with the gold coin. So Mar Sovar Kepeide, the Tanakama holds that the husband, the man said over here, he wants Dafka a silver coin, and he's particular about that. She, 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 will, she will not be Mukadeshes. And Rab Shimon says he wasn't particular about this. He's not speaking directly to the woman and he's telling her what he's being Mukadesh with. He's telling a Shliach that give her something to be Mukadesh. I don't have money now, give her something. He said silver, but he would be okay with gold as well. So therefore, she'll be Mukadeshes. That is the pshat that Abayi said. And the emphasis, the Rishonim have a big problem with this pshat because it's very difficult to understand. How could you say, because over here it comes out that the shliach is spending more money 
than what the Mishalech told him to spend. Why, why, why should we say he wasn't particular about this? He tells, he tells him give silver and he ends up giving gold. The Rashba talks about this Barichas over here. Some Rishayim say that this is a very strong question. The Gemara is going to refute this chat, and the Gemara could have asked this question, but it asks better questions from the language of the Mishnah itself. Let's see. So the Gemara asks on this pshat, Yehachi, if that's what the case of the Mishnah is, it's not even a man speaking to a woman, Bechlal. It's a man speaking to his shliach. Yehachi, hiskachi li. The Mishnah says that the case here is he's speaking to the woman. He's telling her, Bima Kodesh is to me. It should have said, Hiskachi loi mi boyalei. It should have said the term Hiskachi loi, that there's a shliach speaking to the woman saying that you should be Mekodesh to that man. And another question on the Lashon of the Mishnah according to this pshat would be, Hit'o lishvach. The Mishnah said that he made a, a mistake to her, that she told her something wrong for the positive, and it's more valuable than what he told her, but he's not speaking to her. According to Abayi's pshat, The shliach made a mistake for the one that sent him. It's between the shliach and the, and the man, the husband, not the woman. That's what the Mishnah should have said. A third thing is nimtza. The Mishnah says we discover later that it's not silver, rather it's gold, it's not something you discover later, this is what the shleich originally gave, he took out of his pocket gold, and that's what he gave to the woman, not silver, what's, what's this uh, language of nimtza? So therefore, that I and the lion amongst the group, Targimna, explained this Mishnah, who's the lion? And they explained that it's also speaking about a shliach, but it's the shliach of the woman. She goes and tells her shliach, Go receive me a kedushin from this man. Now this man said to me, That he's going to give me a dinner of kesef. And he went, And the man gave this shliach for the woman a dinner of zav. It's in this case that Rav Shimon says that she could be Mukadesha. So again, the point there is, if the man would tell the, the Isha directly in that now I'm giving you gold uh, or silver, and he gave her gold, she would not be Mukadesha. But here, this, so, so the Isha is telling the Shliach that this man said he would give me this. So here it's not clear if she's particular about this. So Marasava Kipeda, Tanakama says, that if she's spelling out this detail to the Shliach, she's not just telling the Shliach, go receive my condition. She's telling him that he told me so and so. She's particular about this. So Marasava, she's just making it easier to know who the man is, that he's going to give you so and so because this is what he told me he's going to give me. But, but the, 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 the husband is not telling it to her directly right now. So therefore, she could be Mekadeshes, even if it's not exactly that silver, even if it's gold. Now, Omai Nimtza, according to this pshat, what's the pshat? Why does he use in the Mishnah the term of Nimtza? If that's what he gave her right in the beginning, so that's not something that's discovered later. Says the Gemara, the Katsaya Bebelisa, because the man gave it to the Shliach of the woman, it was wrapped in a handkerchief, and then she deli- he delivers it to the Isha, and then the Isha opens up the handkerchief, and she discovers that it's silver, or it's gold rather, and not the silver that he said he's going to give her. So therefore it fits with the Lashon of the Mishnah that it's a Skachi Li to her, to the woman, because we're talking about the Shliach of the woman.